We're going to talk about wisdom that turns the tables on trouble. Now look, in this world, get this, you're going to have tribulation and you're going to have persecution. But then the Lord Jesus came along and he said, but be of good cheer. Why? Well, he continued and said, because I've overcome the world. We're going to talk tonight about the difference in the wisdom of the world and God's wisdom. So God said, I've overcome this world. Get that in your spirit right now. God, the Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, have overcome this world system, this, this culture, this uh, Babylonian financial system. Listen, we're praying for your finances. You just know this, God is still on the throne. And every time the enemy steals something, don't wring your hands, lift your hands, and start rejoicing that God purchased your protection he purchased your prosperity on the cross through the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't you dare let fear overcome faith. Fear and faith. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it till you get it. Fear and faith can't live in the same heart. They cannot live in the same mind. That's why it's important what you meditate on. And they cannot live in the same mouth. So that's why we're declaring the decree of the Lord. Psalm chapter 2, For the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. I, I want you to underline this as we're talking about wisdom turning the tables on trouble. Trouble's about to get an upheaval. Right now, trouble is giving folks an upheaval. But I'm telling you that the wisdom of God will turn those tables. You're you are on a turnaround. Just lift your hands right there where you are and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, my circumstances, my situation are on a turnaround. And you remember this, the path of the righteous, I can hear my pastor, Dr. Lester Sumrall, whispering in my ear right now. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. It does not grow dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And hey, I've got an update for you. On Monday night, we had the biggest prayer service we have ever had in the history of our ministry. And we're going to be doing that again this coming Monday night at six o'clock live. So mark that down, put that in your phone. But in that prayer service, the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray for one of our great City Harvest Network pastors, Miles Rutherford of the great Worship with Wonders Church just out, outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Both my son and daughter pastor there in the faith. And he was at that time double pneumonia in the hospital. Can I tell you, he came home today. He's got 98% capacity back in his lungs. He has no cough. They tested him for COVID-19 and it came back yesterday, no COVID-19 sent him home. Our God is a great God. He is, let me give you this name for God, Jehovah Isus Hakaboth. Now, how'd you like to tote around that name? Jehovah Isus Hakaboth, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, 
mighty in battle. And he was. We're in a war right now. You, you've heard the president say it, the vice president say it, your governor has said it, I'm sure. Your mayor has said it. We are in a war right now. So this is a briefing, right? We're in the locker room right before we're heading out in the Super Bowl of the ages. And it's you're out there, you're in this world, but you're not of it. Now we're fighting this invisible disease, this COVID-19, this name that is beneath the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and everyone is acknowledging except those that are completely without God and baptized in secular humanism. Everybody is saying prayer is what's turning and will continue to turn the tide. Worldwide cases, as of 6 o'clock today, worldwide, 463,418, and just under 21,000 people around the world have lost their lives. In the United States, 64,000, really, 463,000, I should say, 219 have lost their lives. So they've got those a little separated on me. In the United States, 64,775, 910 deaths. In Ohio, 704 cases, 11 have lost their lives. Now listen to me. In the United States since Sunday, that number has nearly tripled. But I don't want you to get in fear they're testing so many more people. I believe they tested, you know, 75,000 or so last week. And in the first two days of this week, I believe they tested nearly a quarter of a million people. So naturally, those numbers are rising. But the church of Jesus Christ operates in faith, not fear. What kind of faith? The God kind of faith, my dear one. That kind of faith that calls those things that be not as though they are. The creative capability of God, the debar of God. And the church is nothing unless and until it becomes an agent of change in the culture into which we've been infused. To survive. Say, I'm, I'm going to survive. And I'm not only going to survive, I'm going to thrive. To survive, we must be strong. But to win, we've got to be wise. Let me give this scripture to you. First, or, or excuse me, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, to get understanding rather than to be given much silver? Judges 6.12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you. He's speaking, speaking here to uh, Gideon. I knew it was up there. <laughs> He's speaking to Gideon. And he said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. You know, that was a very, very strange saying 
to say to Gideon. Something even stranger was said to Mary. With God, nothing shall be impossible. But that's not actually what it says. What it actually says is for God to do nothing, that's impossible. For God not to hear your prayer, that's impossible. For the hand of God not to be moved by your prayer, that's impossible. For you to ask wisdom of God and not receive it, that's impossible. For God not to move in the situation with your family, that's just impossible. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 7. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men, underline that, not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, watch it, but God has chosen. Y'all just shout it right there where you are. I'm chosen of God. I know we are born of God, but there's a stronger implication that we are adopted into the family of God, that we didn't choose God. God chose us. I heard a fellow say one time, he said, he said, I found the Lord. I said, hold on just a minute. Number one, he wasn't lost. And number two, you wouldn't have known where to find him. God chose you. He came down through the corridors of time, through the telescope of prophecy. He saw you right now where you are in the middle of a mess, and he chose you. The reason he chose you was that he could confound the wise with foolishness. What does that mean? God is about to place his wisdom inside you that makes the wisdom of the world be confounded. God's chosen the weak things, shall he chose me of the world, and confounded the things which are mighty. Now in Exodus chapter 3, there's a man named Moses. He was unqualified, a man of stammering tongue. He wasn't the one you'd have chosen. 1 Samuel chapter 9, Saul, he was unqualified, wasn't he? <laughs> totally and completely unqualified. Gideon. Success has a thousand fathers, but failure, failure is an orphan. And failure is not an option for you. Well, I felt that come out of my belly. Failure is not optional for you. Let me give you a powerful quote about wisdom. Your conversation reveals how much wisdom you possess. That's actually a quote that's coming to me. That, that's actually a quote from a dear, dear friend of mine, Mike Murdoch. I don't suppose anybody's studied wisdom more than him. And he's under an attack right now physically. And so let's all agree together right now. Father, we send forth the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit right now to touch our friend Mike Murdoch. We command every sickness, disease, pain, and malady, every malfunction, spirit, soul, and body, come off of him now 
in the glorious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to share first of all with you this evening that wisdom is the principal thing. We get that, of course, over in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 7 to 9. It says this, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Got to get, 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 get wisdom. Going to get it, going to get it, going to get, get, get wisdom. I hear that great organist and preacher of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. We just love him so much. Bishop Wendell Lowe. Oh, I can't wait to get back in the Summerall Tabernacle and see him and see you, see everybody. It's coming. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us in one unified voice to shout this too shall pass. This isn't forever. This is just for right now. He says, and with all your getting, get understanding. Exalt wisdom. Exalt wisdom, and she will promote you. Wisdom will bring you to honor when you embrace her. She will give to your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory will wisdom give to you. Just take it right down. Just place it on your head. I have wisdom. You know how I was meditating on this today, and I thought, What's the simplest way that I could describe wisdom to you? And I believe this is it. The simplest way to understand what wisdom is, is, is liken it to intuition. It's, it's a divine knowing without, hold on now, without knowledge. That's wisdom. Wisdom's also the ability to use knowledge. But now listen to this. It's intuition. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And he said, that meditate that on out. And what I heard him say is, you can understand a person's wisdom by their ability to make decisions. So, so decisions... And the result of our decisions is a thermometer, if you will, or a gauge of how much wisdom we have. If you're continually making the wrong decision. Now, if you're on your third marriage, chances are pretty good you didn't have wisdom in the first two. Do you understand? Wisdom is an intuition of making a right decision. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to go to lunch with me. I, I know some of you wouldn't. I, <laughs> they tell me, I've, I've not been out there, but they tell me that the lines to McDonald's right now are staggering. And, uh, and you know why? Because people sit there and they look at the menu that's been the same for 20 years and they've had 15, 20, 30 minutes in line and still don't know what they want when they get there. Listen, if you if you go to lunch with me, if you, if we ever have that opportunity, and we sit down and they hand you that menu, and you get out your spectacles, your spectacles, and you start, you know, hmm, hmm, well, or maybe, well, if you if you go to lunch with me, make a decision, 
you've got 60 seconds. 60 seconds. That's what I give folks that I go out to lunch or dinner with when they get handed a menu. I say, I'm starting my, my watch right now. Come on, make a decision. And listen, when you make a decision, stick with it. Stick with it. Hold on to that thing with bulldog tenacity. Blessed be God forever. Now, secondly, wisdom, first of all, wisdom's the principal thing. Secondly, wisdom, this is going to blow you away now. Wisdom is a spirit. You get that? Wisdom's a spirit. It's not on the lines of a book, you know. Wisdom is a spirit. Isaiah 11, listen to it, verse 2. The spirit of the Lord God shall rest upon him. I feel that right now. I feel the Holy Spirit resting upon you. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. Say that right. Wisdom is a spirit. Wisdom is a spirit. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He shall delight in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge. Hear it, hear it, talking about the spirit of wisdom. You're not operating in the spirit of wisdom when you're judging by what your eyes see nor reprove by what his ears hear. Wow. Number three, wisdom originated with God. I'm going to go through this one quickly because we, we spent some time on it last week. Proverbs 8.22, wisdom is speaking here. And wisdom said, the Lord possessed me in the beginning in his ways. Whew before the works of old. Wisdom. We're talking about divine wisdom. We're not talking about the wisdom of this world. I mean, you know what your Bible says. Seeking to become wise, they became fools. Ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Why? They're bound by facts. You are not bound by facts. The fact was I had vocal cord cancer. The truth was by his stripes I was healed. Glory to God. Fourthly, God created everything by wisdom. Proverbs 3, verse 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. That means you can create your world by wisdom. Then it says, by understanding, he has established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. Wow. My great God. Words, especially God's word, combined with wisdom, release the creative power of God. My son, Austin Chandler, uh, only ate, ate foods for nearly 20 years of his life. And uh, 
I, I used to love McDonald's. I mean, Big Mac, Quarter Pounder with cheese, all that stuff. You know, I didn't get like this looking at it. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me because one day I was trying to get him. I was trying so hard to get Austin to eat a hamburger. And he just, he just, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. That's, 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 that's tough on a dad. And uh, I began to declare the decree of the Lord, speak the law of God, use God's wisdom and God's word, creative capability. You say, did it happen overnight? Nope. It took 19 years. But I've got pictures of it now. The day Austin and I went to McDonald's and he ate a hamburger. Don't you dare give up. Don't you give up for in due season and you're due. Imagine your spirit, hallelujah, pregnant with your miracle. You're due. Don't touch somebody. We got to be six feet apart. But you ought to just shout right now, I'm due. My miracle, I'm, I'm pregnant with my miracle. And then you speak that forth in the name of the Lord. God's wisdom, number five, Number five, God's wisdom surpasses ours even as the heavens are higher than the earth. Thank God for that. You know, we can't be lifting up our hands saying, what am I going to do? We got to lift our hands higher saying, Lord, what are you going to do about this? Romans 11, 33, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom of the knowledge of God. Wow. Number six, God, God's will, God's will. Oh, I've got to say it. I, I've, I've just got to say it because I just feel like you're sitting here in my living room with me. Where the will of God is unknown, faith cannot exist. Now, maybe that's the first time you've ever heard it. You ought to tweet that out right now. Where the, wisdom, where, the, where the will of God is unknown, this is his will. This is his will and testament, two of them, new and old. You want to know the will of God? Right there it is. 3 John 2, I will, above all things, God said, that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Why? You have to renew your mind, your soul in the Word of God. And as you renew it, it takes that 18-inch drop down in there and becomes a part of the fabric, the tapestry of your inner man, woven into not something you can go and get, but who you are. This is who you are. You have the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. That mind that dwells right now, not that dwelt, but that dwells right now in Christ Jesus, dwells in you. My goodness. Proverbs 1, 2, two through 4. This is important. I, I really want you to get this one. I know, to know the wisdom and instruction and to perceive the words of understanding, the words of understanding. I don't understand this headache. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Listen, the words of understanding. To receive the instruction 
of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, revealing God's word to you of justice and judgment and give equity. Listen to this now. This is so powerful. And to give subtlety to the simple. Subtlety. Well, most folks don't know what that means. It means prudence. Prudence, here's the better translation, that you're given wisdom to make the naive mature and to lose their adolescent behavior. Paul said it this way, when I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, now, to, to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Discretion is the better part of valor. Let me give you, let me give you a few more facts about wisdom. I, I really wanted to get to this one. There is a distinction between God's wisdom and the wisdom of the world. I know that from James chapter 3. You say, Pastor Rock, you are giving us a lot of scriptures tonight. I want to do that because I don't want you to spend time while you're, while you're away from work or while your children are at home. I don't want you to spend all your time in Netflix. Spend some time in numbers. Hallelujah. I want you to get the word in you. Listen, you possess the spirit of wisdom, not the world's wisdom. James 3, 14 and 15. This is, but if there is bitter jealousy, wow, watch the news a little bit. If there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. Being around that person, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Uh, if you say, I, I caught a nice fish, I caught two. Or if, if, uh, if you say, boy, my car, I, I took it out and opened it up the other day and it was zero to 60 in five seconds. Yeah, I had one zero to 60 in three seconds. It doesn't matter. And they're just being phony because they've got a spirit of competition. And so they want to make up for it. Good God, this is powerful. They want to make up for it by being fake and being phony. Don't do that. Don't be that kind of person. For that has nothing to do, your Bible said, with, with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world. There it is. What's the wisdom of this world? Arguing. What's the wisdom of this world? Combativeness. What's the wisdom of this world? One-upmanship. What's the wisdom of the world? Whatever you can do, I can do better. There's no servanthood in that. There's no, there's no preferring the other above yourself in that. There's no wisdom of God in any of that. It says, your Bible, the wisdom of this world 
is selfish and devilish. Goes on and says, so wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. But now listen to what it says about the wisdom of God. But the wisdom from above is always pure. Here's how you can tell if you're operating in the wisdom of God. Is your heart right? The wisdom of God is always filled with peace, your Bible says. The wisdom of God is always considerate, wow, and teachable. I want to pause right there. Are you teachable or are you a braggadocious know-it-all? Which is it? Well, I don't believe coronavirus this, and I don't believe what the governor said about that, and I don't think the president this, and I don't think, well, listen, listen, listen. Wisdom is greatest expressed in silence. Remember the quote I gave you? By your conversation, <laughs> it's revealed how much wisdom you have I'd like to add to Dr. Murdoch's quote, or don't have. Sometimes the best thing for you to do is sit quietly. I've had such, you know, we read before that wisdom, you know, brings you before greatness. I, I've had audiences with presidents, senators, great, great, great men and women of academia. And here's what I've learned. Most people don't have any wisdom. When you're at the table with someone with wisdom in an area greater than yours, try listening. You might learn something. Here's why. You, <laughs> you, ought, to, you ought to tweet this. You already know everything you know. I'm going to try again. You already know everything you know. By listening, you learn. I, when we get uh, new team members, especially in the executive area or an area that I'm around a lot, the very first thing that I will do is bring correction about something. Do you know why? Because in the response to that correction or direction by that person's response, I know immediately if they operate in wisdom. Do you know why? I know if they're teachable. Did that sink in? Are you teachable? The wisdom of God is teachable, always learning. It is filled, your Bible said, with love, and it never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form, and it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. People of wisdom are always peacemakers. Ooh. Sometimes stuff comes out of me and I'm like, oh, I better write that down. 
People that are full of wisdom are always peacemakers. How much time do I have, fellows? I'm, I'm just enjoying myself here. Everybody in here seems to be pretty captivated, all standing around in their masks and gloves. Bless, bless their hearts. <laughs> well, we're operating, in, we're operating in wisdom. Praise God. Now, let me, let me give you a second fact here about wisdom. Here's how you get or receive God's wisdom. First of all, now this is going to blow you away. Captain Obvious, <laughs> wisdom comes from God when you ask for it. Ask and you shall receive. Ask, A-S-K. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Here's how it's stated in James chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. If anyone longs to be wise. Do you? I, I don't know. Do you? Are you learning? Are you a know-it-all? Are you teachable? Are you braggadocious? Are you always looking to one-up somebody? Anyone who longs to be wise, this is the Word of God, ask God for wisdom, and He will give it. Now, I want to gather all the theological minds around now, all you stroking your goatees with your, your pipe in your mouth and a ring of smoke encircling your balding head looking over your spectacles at me. I want to know what part of that is confusing. If any man lacks wisdom, if anyone longs to be wise, let him ask God for wisdom, and God will give it to him. No reason. This isn't about academia. This is about the spirit of wisdom. Then it continues. God will not see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your past failures. But he'll overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Wow. Wow. Can we do that right now? Father, we are living in a culture of confusion. People don't know which way to turn. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And Lord, you said if we would ask you for wisdom, you would give it to us. And you would not criticize us for asking, but your grace will be released to us and you will give us the wisdom we need. Father, I release the spirit of wisdom right now for every man and woman, every teenager, every boy and girl, every congressman, every political person, every doctor, every researcher. Oh, God, we ask you to bring wisdom 
to the researchers, the scientists, the doctors, the nurses to combat this coronavirus, this COVID-19 and every other disease, autism spectrum disorders, bring wisdom, God. And in the everydayness of our lives, let us ask you for wisdom. I, I want you to do something every day. I want you to ask God for wisdom. I want you to ask God for wisdom. It's the greatest request you can make after salvation. God, give me the spirit of wisdom. Just make sure that when you're asking, you're asking being empowered by confident faith without doubting. That's what James said. Nothing doubting. Believing that you will receive for the ambivalent person. Another translation said, the double-minded person believes one minute and then doubts the next. Being undecided, double-minded, makes you become like rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute. You're tossed down the next. The second way that you receive God's wisdom, listen and observe. Proverbs 17, 27, and 28. You look that one up yourself. The third way that you receive wisdom is by impartation. Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. By impartation you receive wisdom. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full, full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel listened to him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. I can't get to you in person. I wish I could. But the Holy Spirit knows no distance. Your Bible says that wisdom can come to you by the laying on of hands. That's speaking of transference. You know, God blessed my life. I, I am a blessed person. And a lot of the reason is because God gave me the spirit of wisdom far beyond my years. When I was in my early 20s, God spoke to me to begin a church. Well, I said, there's a shelter house in mom and dad's backyard. Let's, let's go out there. And I'm a sophomore in Bible college. I'll get something ready to share with the people. And 17 people showed up. Well, <laughs> 12 of them were my family. So <laughs> I think we had five other people then, you know. And within eight years, we had built one, two, three, four, five, five buildings, six buildings, the sixth one being a 5,200-seat tabernacle from nothing in eight years. All during that time, I was in my 20s, and people said, he has wisdom beyond his years. Now, I'm not talking about me for me. 
I'm talking to you that you can receive an impartation of the spirit of wisdom right now. And I release it to you because you need it. You need it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release the spirit of wisdom to turn the tables on trouble for everyone agreeing with me right now. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, receive the spirit of wisdom. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this teaching tonight. I, I had a lot more to give to you, but I'll just pick up right there next week where we're going to talk about the three wisdoms of God. They divide themselves into three categories. Number one, Sophia, the gift of rare insight. Number two, phronesis, the power of small details. Boy, I have, I have fun with that one. And then number three, sunesis, the knowledge of senses. That's going to be powerful. I'm going to try to get all those in next Wednesday night on Wisdom Wednesdays on all these live platforms. Now, don't go anywhere. Hold right there where you are. Stay with me. I need you to. I want to be as transparent with you as I can possibly be. It takes a great, great deal of faith. It really does. You know, God gave me a word that just came to me by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. God spoke to me when I was 23 years of age, and he said, now, your ministry, I was preaching in a little tiny church in, in Georgia, outside Georgia, the whole thing seated maybe 300 people, and I, I was preaching there, a series of meetings, and the Holy Spirit spoke prophetically to me, and he said, you will, isn't it interesting how when the Holy Spirit speaks, it marks the spot? I remember right where I was. And goodness, I'm 63, so that was 40 years ago. The Holy Spirit said to me these words, you will never know in ministry a financial need that I will not meet. That was over 40 years ago. I believe that God saw this moment. He knows the end from the beginning. He saw right now. He saw that Harvest Preparatory School would be shut down and the halls would be silent. He saw that the Valor Christian College students would be spread back across the United States and around the globe and classes would all be held online. He saw that. He knew that. He told me that today. He saw. He saw that great, vast Summerall Tabernacle, empty on Sunday morning. <laughs> I certainly never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. But God, nothing takes God by surprise. Your situation has not taken God by surprise. He knows, he understands, hear me. And he said, I know the plan for you that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. 
That's not God's plan. God's plan is to prosper you and not to harm you. So anything other than that, we have the right to stand up against with the weapons God placed in our hands. So let me give you a weapon right now for you and your faith for your finances right now. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. To the person who pleases him, shout, that's me. You please God. You know, your, your Bible says because our ways please him. He causes even our enemies to be at peace with us. So we speak to COVID-19 and we command you now be at peace with us. Don't attack us. Don't harm us. Don't touch our family. No, sir. To the man who pleases God, God gives wisdom. He gave you wisdom tonight. Say, I have it. I possess it. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Come on, no more down in the mouth. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. You are strong by the power of his might. To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, say, that's not me. Say, that's not me. To the sinner... He gives the task, God gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. Wow. I believe that, don't you? Now, here's what I want you to do. God always has, God always will, forever deliver with the power resident in a seed. It's about to be resurrection season. We're in the resurrection season now, the Passover season. Right now, glory to God, when we know that Jesus Christ became a seed, went into the earth, came back forth, multiplying. That's what a seed does. That's the purpose of a seed. And in a moment, I'm going to release you. It takes great faith to be here with you tonight and say, you know what? Over 200 staff people are going to get their paycheck. Yes, sir. The electric company will be paid. The television stations that broadcast Rod Parsley now and Breakthrough, they will be paid. Bridge of Hope will not suffer. I said today, we've got to get trucks rolling to the major epicenters of this virus. New York City and California, Washington State and Louisiana, we've got to get those Bridge of Hope trucks rolling, and they are. We're not going to stop because of this thing. This is resurrection seed season, and I'm not going to back up from it. No, sir. I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. And I believe you're going to help me. I told you last Wednesday, I think I said, I said, you know, God said he'd supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And he said, he'd, if we'd give, he'd give unto us. Good measure, he'd press down, shaking together, running over. <laughs> but, and I know he will. But then he added that part, shall men give to your bosom. So our, our insufficiency <laughs> is to be met by your supply. That's as simple as I can make it. And I want you to know that no gift to this ministry is ever insignificant. 
It doesn't matter if it's $5 or $50 or $500 or $1,000 or $10,000. It doesn't matter. No gift is insignificant to God, to me, or to this ministry. Every gift honors God. Now, what we need is for every person to do their best tonight. We really do, and I believe you will. Your best differs from somebody else's best. You just listen to God. You have wisdom, and I'm believing God for 30, 60, and a hundredfold return on your seed sown. Now, Lord, I bless every one of these as they give. I bless them. Multiplication according to your word by your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for it. And I thank you for every one of them. I sure love you. I, I miss you so bad. Those of you that gather with us together in Columbus, I miss being out on the road, having those great meetings in great City Harvest Network churches. I miss you. I'm going to release you now, just a moment. And then when you come back, don't forget, stay tuned for Harvest Youth. But first, I'm going to give you just a few moments because you have to leave some of these platforms to be able to sow your seed. You know what? Last week, you actually made me weep because of your generosity. Let's do it again. I love you. And I'll see you Sunday morning right here on these same platforms. God bless you now. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.